Welcome to Diverse Voices, a new Central Michigan Life podcast hosted by me, Mia Sigma. Our goal for Diverse Voices is to bring listeners a sound similar to their own and attention to world issues affecting Mount Pleasant and CMU. It's been a while. I hope all you listeners are taking care during Women's History Month and our upcoming Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which, surprise, surprise, is our next episode theme. So today, we actually have no guests. It's just you and me, so I hope that's all right. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a legislation trend that I've been seeing in the United States, specifically a Florida bill that you all might have heard about that has been titled by media outlets as the Don't Say Gay Bill. So before we explain the controversy and talk about our different opinions on it, let's talk about what the bill actually is. So the actual real title of the bill is not the Don't Say Gay bill. It is called the Parental Right in Education Bill. So the majority of the language of this bill is focused currently on the parents' right to knowledge about what their children are learning and what schools are, and also, sorry, that schools are gonna be quote, prohibited from withholding information from the parents about students' lives that they're aware of. So this can fall into specifically mental health, physical well-being, and emotional well-being. That's what's listed in the bill. So the language of the bill is pretty harsh. It uses the word prohibited a lot. (laughs) But this quote especially, I think, is something that can be considered well-intentioned, just specifically from either side. Um, A lot of times what happens is bills get so polarized that I don't think we all notice what's going on and actually the language of the bill itself. So I wanted to make sure you guys got to read it. So this is specifically from what's been written so far. Quote, this law prohibits school district personnel from discouraging or prohibiting parental notification and involvement in critical decision affect, decisions affecting students' mental, emotional, or physical well-being. Sounds good, right? Well, the part right after that is what a lot of people are taking issue with. So let me read it to you. Um, This is a quote from the Florida State Senate website that outlines the bill. So in addition to prohibiting school district personnel from keeping information about the well-being of students from parents, this bill would also prohibit, quote, classroom discussions about sexual orientation or gender identity in certain grade levels. So in case the language isn't clear for all listeners, this means that the Florida classroom discussions and instructions that are based in sexual orientation and gender identity are now gonna be banned in selected grade levels. Currently, the proposed idea is kindergarten from third to third grade won't see any kind of teaching that will be considered inappropriate during these ages. What I thought was kind of strange is that in most places in the United States, sexual education is pretty minimal in most school districts. Most school districts focus specifically on abstinence, and it usually only occurs in middle school through high school. My own sexual education was about abstinence and periods, and as a 16-year-old menstruating person at the time, I was pretty set. I already knew everything I needed to know about the way a period works. Um, Other than learning how to identify STDs by a flow chart, I didn't learn much in sex ed, and I ended up doing a lot of that research on my own. Embarrassingly enough to say, I had to learn a lot of it by myself, much like a lot of other people do. A lot of people have to learn it on, on their own. Most of the American public, especially people who don't identify as heterosexual, are learning sexual education on their own. But that's besides the point for right now. 
The rest of the bill clarifies that if sexual orientation or gender identity is taught within these grades, then parents are allowed to level charges against the school district. Now, this bill talks a lot about something called sexual orientation and another something called gender identity. That might be a new word for some listeners. So let's define them and apply them in definitions to these bills. So gender identity is someone's personally identified gender that can exist outside the common gender binary that we all know is male and female. So this could include something relating to pronouns. So there are all different kinds of pronouns out there in the world and people use all different ones. Um, something that I think a lot of people are seeing more of now that they consider unfamiliar still is the idea of just using they, them pronouns, which is ex still existing without that gender binary. So that will have to do with somebody's gender identity and those are the pronouns that fit within that gender identity. Make sense? Good. So sexual orientation is a whole other thing. A sexual, orient sexual orientation is a person's self-identity in relation to what genders they are sexually attracted to. So this can include the definitions of bisexual, gay, heterosexual, also known as straight or queer. So in other words, this don't say gay bill will affect how students learn about these sexual orientations and their gender identities. It could potentially affect how they learn about it for the rest of their lives. So let's talk about some of the concerns now that we understand what the bill is. One concern that comes to my mind at least is why is there a necessity for this kind of language in a bill that is focused on the safety of children and the ability for parents to be involved in their children's education. You know, we are already struggling as a country to put out adequate sex education, as I just mentioned, and this is for all sexual orientations. Many people in the United States today are only educated in abstinence, which means to abstain from sex entirely. Um, even fewer from that are taught about cisgender heterosexual sex education. And much, much fewer are educated through any institutional, academic institution, on what sexual education means for other sexual orientations. Many believe that sex education should exist before it's critiqued. I do. Um, another issue is the ramifications for teachers that identify outside of the binary gender structure or outside of heterosexuality that we consider the quote-unquote norm right now. I mean, could a teacher lose their job if they're explaining their pronouns to a student or what being gay means and why they have a husband instead of a wife? What does that mean in terms of how parents interact with teachers? No matter the effort that's being made to keep this out of classrooms, it still exists in the world. It exists in the media, it exists in politics, unfortunately. And it's just a part of life because we're all free to choose our own identities. Students will encounter it eventually in the world, no matter what happens, you know. It, yes, it does have to do with your environment. It definitely has to do with what you choose to expose yourself to. But there is at a point, I think, in everyone's life where it is no longer a situation where you know everything at the moment, you know. Um, an example from my personal life is I, I talk a lot about in this podcast that I come from a very small town and it is a very heteronormative town. 
And because of that, I did not experience a lot when I was younger. I didn't I didn't really understand what sexual orientation was. I didn't understand what gender identity was, but the older I got and the more complex that media has gotten with time. And now that I go to a public college and I've been here a few years, I have a better understanding of these things and I accept them because they are, they should be the norm. It is part of how life works. Um, but yeah, like it's like, I'm trying to say in the best way that it makes sense that people want to protect their children and make sure that they are learning quote unquote, quote, the right stuff. But it's just a part of, it's just the way the world is. We can't change that. And we shouldn't change that because diversity is amazing. <laughs> and students are going to encounter this kind of stuff. They're going to encounter gender identity. They're going to encounter sexual orientation at some point in their lives. So why not explain it to them while they're still learning everything else? Another great quote from somebody who thinks very similar to me is from the Democratic Florida State Senator, Tina Polsky. She said that some of us have been teachers. We should listen to them because they're the experts. You're tying their hands to a conversation that will flow from instruction. Like I said, teachers are gonna find themselves in situations that they don't know how to get out of. It is their job to teach. They are the ones who know what students should be taught. They understand how it should be taught and when they can handle it. And if teachers are telling us that their students can handle these things, then the students can handle these things. And we need to let them grow and understand the world in their own terms. Finally, why is it being called the Don't Say Gay Bill? Now, I originally, before doing research for this episode, thought that that was the language for the bill. And so I understood, I thought I understood why advocates were so upset about that language. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of inflammatory, you know, that is not the kind of language you see on a bill. Um, but it's actually, now we know, we all know, including myself, we all know that it's not. Um, so even though the bill itself doesn't use the word gay, a lot of activists have called it this because they believe the language of the bill is exclusionary. I mentioned, I mentioned before, it's, it's a pretty heavily stated bill. There's a lot of the word, if you look it up yourself, which I encourage you all to do, the word prohibits is pretty heavily used. You know, there's a lot of specific language when it comes to what cannot happen and non-specific language to what can happen. According to ABC News, the bill's sponsor, Republican Florida Senator Dennis Baxley, refused to include the definitions of sexual orientation and gender identity discussed in the bill. And when asked to define sexual orientation later, he said, man or woman. Even after this, after receiving poor reviews, he said that the standard terms would be used in the way that we currently interpret them. But what is the standard? I mean, we today just talked about how they're defined, but we, I mean, we today just talked about how they were defined. But some may say standard is the gender binary that we as a society now exist outside of. You know, scientifically, there is no longer this cisgendered hetero, heterosexual binary that we exist within. Our society is bigger than that. And this use of the word standard doesn't cover 
what needs to be covered. If you want to, if you want to make sure that parents are involved in what their kids are being taught, you need more specific language. And a lot of advocates are worried that using language that is exclusionary, using language that specifically identifies prohibiting sexual orientation and gender identity from classrooms is going to be used on an exponential scale, and it's just going to get worse and worse. In total, just before we wrap up today, main things to know, the Don't Say Gay Bill, otherwise known as the Parental Right and Education Bill, is currently working its way through Florida. While the bill itself is supposed to protect students, many advocates for LGBTQA plus rights thinks, think it's a step in the wrong direction, not only in non in non-supportive legislation towards our kids, but it's stopping diverse, it's stopping us from diversifying and improving our education systems in the US. It looks like that's all the time we've got to talk today. Once again, folks, I'm Mia Sikama. I talked today about the Don't Say Gay Bill and the effects it's had on Florida. I hope y'all learned a lot. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope y'all are going to take the initiative and look into this bill yourself because it has not yet been passed. And I'll see you next time. This has been Diverse Voices.